All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Oh, that's classic. Classic, Tim. That's so Tim. That's so Tim. All right, ready, boys? How is everybody doing? Thank you for listening to another exciting episode of Dropping the Gloves with John Scott. Thank you for joining us today. We have John Aiken, my man Tim from Boston. Hello. Larry is hey, hey. On the computer, so it was. Uh, it's a very exciting week. It was. A, it's been a busy week for me so far. Everything was going kind of status quo until we were supposed to have a taping yesterday. You guys, um, normal Thursday taping. What, what, Thursday, Tuesday, Tuesday taping. You blew us me. off. I know. I've been awake for forty-eight you hours. You didn't even text me. You didn't even let me know. You went to me. That was enough. I know. You told Tim. Tim told me. Tim's when I got my go-to to work. guy now. Well, what happened? It was it was a late night kind of decision where, literally, I've been cleaning up the house. We're we're painting the master bedroom, so I was edging the ceiling. We just put the kids to bed, and we were kind of doing a bunch of stuff, eating, just talking about what we're gonna do for the week, this and that. Then my phone rings, and it was um, a guy who books jobs for me in Canada, like speaking gigs, appearances, keynote speeches, and. I hadn't heard from him in a while, and I was like, oh, this is nice. Maybe he has uh, a job for me. Lawn care. Lawn care, anything. I'll take anything at this point, yeah. So I obviously answered. I am like, hey, Jeff, how's it going? He's like, what are you doing um, tomorrow? And I was like, uh, just doing a podcast, take the kids to school, you know, nothing too crazy. He's like, can you be in Toronto tomorrow morning? I was like, well, like technically I probably could, but what, what's the deal? And he said, would you be interested in doing a commercial in Toronto tomorrow? You'd have to be here at 10 a.m. What time was it? 10 a.m. No, and what time was it when he was messaging you? This was at 8.30 p.m. <laughs> yeah. The next day in so Toronto. So literally 12 hours, well, 13 and a half hours in Toronto. And it's a seven, six and a half, seven hour drive. And I said, no. Yeah. He, he gave me the initial price. And I said, no, I, I can't. That's not for that amount. No, no. And that was the end of it. And then I texted him, or maybe I told him on the phone, I said, well, I threw out like a, a bigger number, like a, a number I didn't think they would match. And I said, yeah, if they can, you know, give me that much, I'll go. And he's like, okay. And then he sent me a text. Give me 10 minutes. We're working on it. Just get ready to leave. And I was like, whoa, okay. And I'd already told my wife, like she was there when I was on the phone with him, you know, I'm not going. And so we'd already moved on. And you know, when you turn down a job, I don't know if people are like that. I, I almost like, man. Because like, it was decent money, the first offer, but I was like, Ugh, I have to drive. I have things to do tomorrow. It's it's kind of a, a lot to process yeah. that quickly where like I literally had to leave in a half an hour. Yeah. But then you kick yourself in the in the bum a little bit like, man, like that's, you know, that's uh, this. I can pay the mortgage. We can do this. We can do that. And then my wife talked me off the ledge and she's like, it's fine. You know, you're, it was it was OK. But anyways, that, that's that's behind us. I kind of was fine. I'm not going. Then he sent me that text. Well, maybe we can do something it's like sit tight. We can maybe make this work. And then I was like, sure. And then 10 minutes after that, he's like, okay, we're good. Let's do it. All I'll right. send you the contract. You're, he sent me the information of what I was, cause I didn't know what I was doing. And he sent me the information and I still really had no idea. It was like this little quick email where it's like, okay, go to Ontario place in Toronto. You're filming a, um, I still don't even know what it was, a, a commercial or a live feed or yes. something. And then it was like a whatever. You don't even Com- know what it was. No, it, it was for um, the Amazon Prime um, <laughs> show, Food. Uh, Grand Tour. The Grand, Grand Tour. Tour. Yeah. Which is a show that I've watched. 
And so literally I, I finished edging. I edged around my whole bedroom, jumped in the car. Is that funny, Larry? <laughs> I got to paint my house, man. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to leave like a wet brush. If you like, it wouldn't look good if you left it half edged. So I edged the rest of the ceiling and the, and the, around the doors and windows and whatnot. I packed up a few things. They said to pack stuff like Canadiana things like plaid mm. and like work boots and this and that. So I packed all my plaid stuff, some jeans, some boots, and I was out the door at 1130. Canadian bacon. Canadian bacon. P-mail bacon. The hell's that? That's Canadian bacon. What is it? P-mail bacon. Get out of here. Get right out of town. You guys don't know what that is? Never heard of it. No. No, it's delicious. It's P-mail bacon. It's, it's cured um, ham. And it's female bacon? P-male bacon. It's really delicious. Yeah, have an Eggs Benedict with P-male bacon. Change mm. your life. I'll take your word for it. What is that like the back? Is that this is like a back bacon? Is that what it's called? Fat back bacon? Fat back? No, it's not. It's very lean. Back. Anyways, let's try to stay focused. Let's bracket that and we'll come back to it. <laughs> so I get on the road 1130. Um, smooth drive to Toronto. Pull in at 6 a.m. What do you listen to? It's funny. Oh, you know what else is funny? So I did a bunch of serious XM stuff for the NHL on the fly a few years back, and they gave me um, a free subscription. Sweet. But it just, like I was driving two days ago, and it just cut off. And I was like, ah, they must have, like, rebooted their system. I'm like, (laughs) man. Because I've been listening for free for two-some years. So I just lost my serious XM, which was a bummer for the long trip. So I listened to a few podcasts, a few... Um, Dropping the gloves? No. I never listen to my podcast. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't. It ever. <laughs> no, I don't like my voice. Even the playbacks, when Larry just throws me like a playback, I'm like, no, turn it off. I don't want to be here. <laughs> so, you know, just uh, a few podcasts, and I listened to um, Patrick Madrid. You know him? He's a Catholic yep. apologist, so I listened to him a little bit. And, uh, yeah, just music. And that was it. I found a nice sports channel. I listened to a basketball. Oh, it was the NCAA championship game. Oh, so yeah. I listened to Virginia versus Michigan State. Yeah, no. Per, uh, I don't even know. Texas, Texas Tech. Texas Tech. <laughs> Whatever. Super boring. They did it. They filmed a one just in case Michigan State would have won. It was the consolation was the game. Backup. Michigan like State was in. The wrong Michigan jerseys. State was in the third place game. That's uh, what it was. Did they have that? I think so. I think they okay. lost. Okay. I don't know. But anyways, um, I, I, I pulled into Toronto. I didn't have to be there till 10 a.m. I pulled in at 6 o'clock, so I stopped along the way. got a ton of Red Bulls, drank it, like really powered through, got in at 6. It was raining. I pulled into a parking lot at Ontario Place, and I tried to sleep for a few hours until I had to be... Uh, in your car? In my car. they like, do you want a hotel? And this is how cheap I am. They're like, yeah, you know, we'll get you a hotel tonight and then tomorrow night if you'd like it. And I said, you know what? How much does that hotel cost? And I'm like, I don't know, a couple, three, four hundred bucks a night. I'm like, just throw that in with my contract and I'll be fine. And I just literally leaned the seat back and attempted to sleep for a few hours. And that was it. Woke up, brushed my teeth and away we go. That's the kind of guy I am. In the lake or in the bathroom, like the public restroom? Just in my car. No, uh, I had a couple water bottles. I know. I'm a homeless guy sometimes. You are. Yeah. I know. There was one sad moment or I don't even know if I should say. My wife will get upset at me. So I woke up like at 730 and it was still pretty dark and it was raining. And this parking lot was, it's pretty hidden and I had to go to the washroom. And I was leaned all the way back in my seat and I was like, what do I do? And I had to pee bad because I had been drinking Red Bulls and water water on the drive. I was like, what do I do? I'm like, it's raining. So I just opened up the door, like a, a crack, John. and just peed out the door. <laughs> <laughs> like literally, like just rolled on my side uh. and just peed out the crack of the door and then shut the door and then right, right back to bed. <laughs> oh, my God. I was like, eh, whatever. Uh, okay. The Toronto PD's listening. That's fine. <laughs> Find the evidence. It was raining. If it wasn't raining, I wouldn't have done it. But I was like, well, I got to go bad. There's no washrooms around. I was yeah. like, what do I do? And I was like, this is the perfect crime. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, and yeah, then we, um, it was, the whole thing was I was racing Zambo and he's against um, Paul Bissonnette. And I never really, I, I had run across Paul, obviously, when we were playing and here and there. He's a, 
a former player. He's like a big personality now, and he does his spit and chicklets um, deal, and he's all over social media. Sorry, I you gotta, gotta you gotta move away from the mic. I know, um, and it's funny. I should be the one. It's always like the glass houses, right? But I always people always think I'm this person, like, oh, you're a goon, this and that. You're you're an idiot. You, you're you're not very smart. They have these misconceptions about me. And I, I had this idea of Paul, like he's just this like womanizer, like just very crass and crude and like just kind of, you know what I mean? Like a bro, but mm-hmm. very vulgar. And so I, I had this idea going in and he was a really nice guy. I was totally blown away by how cool he was. He was, I, I didn't think he was really going to give me the time of day. I thought it was going to be one of those, Hey, let's get this done. I have to, I have things to do. I have to fly to, yeah you know, LA or the here and there, he, he's a mover and a shaker. And I'm just like, you know, in a different stage of my life than he is. And it was super cool. He was a nice guy. We, we had a nice talk and it was a, a pleasant surprise. I know. I, well, I always tried to fight him, Yeah, but he was, he was not in my weight class. So <laughs> it's smart funny. guy. Yeah. <laughs> well, he, he was, he did fight heavyweights, but he would not like he would, he wouldn't fight me. Yeah. Now we played against each other a few times, but it was he he would look for the next toughest guy in my team, except for me, which was smart because I would have beat his doors off. But <laughs> yeah, and we talked about that a little bit, and yeah, he's a really nice guy. I was uh, pleasantly pleasantly surprised by Paul Bissonnette. So we did our we did our Zamboni races. Oh, oh you can't call it Zamboni. I was going to ask why the hell do they call it Ice Resurfacer? I didn't even know what the hell that was when I saw it on the post. So. That is a trademark word. It's a brand. It's, it's like a Kleenex, brand. So we it's don't like, say Kleenex. Yes, you say tissue paper or ice resurfacer. <clears throat> Got it. So we had to do these takes where we would like talk about the race and pump it up and all over the social media platforms. People, were, yeah, you got to, and they make you do certain posts every like the night before, the day of, the day like after, or the after the event, whatever. And you do these videos, and the whole time is like, here's my Zamboni, and like, ah. Damn it. Okay, hold on. Here's my Zam. Oh, <laughs> never mind. And I, I did it fairly, but po- poor Paul. Oh my oh, word, no. he must have <laughs> wore out his memory for the Zamboni talk, but he just could not. Oh man, <laughs> figure it out. But yeah, so you couldn't say Zamboni. You had to say Ice Resurfacer, which is a very it's hard not, thing it's to not say. Not an easy word to say. Doesn't roll off the tongue. Doesn't yeah. roll off the tongue. And it's because the Zamboni people wouldn't let us use the word Zamboni. They probably want a lot of money. I know. It's annoying. It's super annoying. Have but you ever anyway. driven one before? Was no, it? never. An ice resurfacer? An ice resurfacer. We can call it Zamboni now unless they sue us, whatever. Mm-hmm. No, never. It was super fun. They uh, so Automatic they, or manual? It was automatic. There you go. Which was, see, I would almost prefer if it was manual now. <laughs> That's uh, It's in my blood. Yeah. But it was it was fun. We we had two machines. We The guys who made the machines were like, they have the same engines, so they go the same speed. And you race them. You go around the little track twice. There was a couple hairpin turns. For those of you who haven't seen the course, it's basically, it's almost like a biking path. It's very kind of narrow. The Zambonis just spit on the path, and you go around. There's a couple S turns, a hairpin turn, a couple straightaways. And you go around it twice, and you just give it. And Paul, I was shocked for all of his extreme stunts and his, like, uh, just a vibe I got for him. I thought he was just going to go. I was like, well, you're probably going to win. You know, I smoked him like literally smoked him. I was, I beat him by 20 seconds, 20 seconds in a four minute race. Yeah. Which is a lot when you're racing cars. Like that's a lot. And I was just, I wasn't even, well, I was trying, but I was like, yeah, what's up, man? Like Mr. Twitter follower. What he happened? told him that his panties were leaking. I know. Because well, awesome. he dumped water on the ground, and he's like, oh, you <laughs> mess with my Zamboni or my ice resurfacer. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, it's your panties, Paul. Yeah. I know. I, I should have they, said that. Well, then they, like, ended it right there. They were like, and we're going to got to stop this before John says something else. Like, no. Yeah, cut the I was, <laughs> yeah, cut. No, it was, it was a good day. It was fun. It was live. It, it was, was live. live. It was a live yeah. feed. So we had to really it. watch our P's and Q's. By the way, do you know where P's and Q's comes from? Tim's a history buff. I just Come learned on, this. Where do P's guess. and Q's? Not a guess. So it's mind your pints and quarts. So back in the day, the bartender, if you got a little too tipsy, say mind your P's and Q's, your pints and quarts, your your booze. I've never even heard mind your P's and Q's before. Really? So. Oh, 
Must, must be an 80s thing. What is it? 80s. 80s. Thing. Maybe 1860s, 1680s, possibly. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say 1880s, but it's 1680s. I know. But anyways, it was a good day. It was a good trip. Um, I burned the candle at both ends, but it was fun. It was good. Hopefully I can do some more stuff with Sportsnet. They're the one who really put it on. And I don't know. We, we, uh, I didn't even stay in the hotel afterwards. They got me one because they felt bad. Mm-hmm. They're like, here's a hotel. You can stay the night. And I was like, I'm going to leave. <laughs> so I picked up and left, jammed a couple coffees in me, and away we went. Boom, I got home at midnight. Yeah. 24-hour whirlwind. Did everybody else wake up? Who's everyone else? Your fam. When I got on, home? You're on uh, Norway time. No, we're, we're over that now. Yeah, we, we've transitioned back. We're, we're back in uh, USA time. But we have been waking up earlier. We, we kept that 7 a.m. wake up, which is good, 6.30, 7 o'clock. You texted I like me at 6 a.m. the other day. I know. I, <laughs> felt, I felt so good. <laughs> what was the, uh, the hardest part of driving the ice resurfacer? Uh, the turns, they're very non-responsive. So you'll turn the wheel, and then it takes like a half a second for it to respond. Mm-hmm. So you'll go around the corner, and usually you're, like your car responds right away. And this one, you're turning, and you're not turning. And you're like, oh, i got to turn more. So you overcorrect. Then you're turning too much, so you got to go back. But my, my steering wheel will have one of those balls on it that the truckers have. So you don't have to, like, it was really cool. So I was using that a little bit. and I broke the the ice resurface for the first round because I went over that speed bump and my whole back thing fell right off because mm-hmm. I was going too fast. So That's probably why you won. More aerodynamic. They put it back on, John. They put it back on. No, I would just, I, I, I honestly believe I had more, uh, a little more guts, a little more chutzpah. It looked like you were going to bounce off. It was fun. Some of those bumps. I know. Well, that was the difference because Biz slowed down over those speed bumps. And you had a different strategy there, didn't he you? He didn't even know they were just there. Gonna, <laughs> just gonna. No. Just go. Just go for it. Why? Like, whatever. So I won. It's not my Zamboni. I, I know. You signed, like, a waiver in case you got hurt. Yeah. They said, like, you could go on the lake because there was no barriers. You could have just drove right into the lake. Yeah. I was confident. We put a couple hundred bucks on it, but he didn't pay me. <gasps> I know. I was like, are we going to bet 200 bucks? He's like, yep. And then that was, he just left right yeah. away afterwards. Like, he had to go. go. Sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. He left right away. So you could say that that Norway trip kind of prepared you for this race, didn't it? It might have. It might have, yeah, because the van I had and the Zamboni were very similar. I didn't All crash right. the Zamboni, though. I was. Did you talk about that? Did you what? talk about getting in a wreck? Yeah. Yeah. I know. That's deep. We haven't released that one yet, John. Oh, it's upcoming. It's upcoming. Okay. Thanks, Larry. Thanks, Larry. We're still trying to learn all the, you know, work out all the kinks here with the, the dropping the gloves. It's a work in progress. Yeah. You know, it's it's fun for you guys to listen to how we evolved because the first probably 10, we were probably terrible. Yeah, you still are. I used to be effing and jeffing all over the place. Now I don't cuss at all. What is that? Effing and jeffing? Yeah. It's a swearing. Is that a Canadian thing? It's a, it's a, just an English thing. <laughs> I don't know. It's like but cues yeah. and cues. So anyways, that, it was an interesting 24 hours. I'm back in action and I'm actually heading to Toronto Friday, dude, for another hockey helps the homeless event, which is a good, uh, good uh, company I work with. Yeah. So we'll we'll do that on Friday, Saturday, and we'll be back here on Sunday. Are they ha- they're having a draft for that event? They do. The draft is at the Hockey Hall of Fame, I believe, and it's a good event. Yeah, they they have a bunch of good players. I think they have like twenty players this year, so it'll be fun. Where do you anticipate yourself going? I go top three. Oh yeah, I I go if not one. It depends on if they have a big Toronto name like. Dougie G or Wendell, they always go in front of me. But then I, I always fall in behind them. Yeah. Nice. I know. It it pumps the ego a little. I need an ego boost every once in a while. My my kids and my wife, they beat me down <laughs> daily. And I, I every night I have to talk to myself. Do you remember that SNL skit, Pat? Yes. <laughs> I do that every night. I look in the mirror and I go, you're smart. You're funny. And doggone it, people like you. I don't think that's Pat. Is that not Pat? It's a different one. It's the curly-haired guy. But I know what you're talking the about. The guy who you don't yeah. know if it's a guy or a girl. That's a different one. Yeah, I thought it was Pat. Is it Pat? It Shut is up. Pat. Get right out of town. Google it. Google it. Amazon Prime. That, it. that is Canadian. But anyways, so I'm heading there again on Friday and Saturday. So if you're in Toronto, come and check me out. Hockey Helps the Homeless. Yep. All right. So it's big week for hockey. My predictions from last week didn't really happen. My which, Montreal Canadiens, my Chicago Blackhawks, they kind of 
Kind of. Mm. I wanted Hurricanes to lose, not make the playoffs because they're super boring. They made it in. Montreal did not make it in. Chicago folded up, folded up shop and didn't make it in. So we the matchups are set. But before we get to that, I want to talk about the couple the other big things that happened this week. Coach Q, my guy, one of my favorite coaches I played for, my good buddy, my mentor, my is it Yoda who's the master? My Obi Wan. Sorry, you yeah. look at my Obi Wan. I was his Mark Hamill. What was his name? Padawan. Padawan. Yeah. Is that the planet? Jedi in training. You would. You would, Tim. Tim just told me he um, does a reenactment, a World War II reenactment. What did you call yourself? A reenactor. No, but what you guys? They legit. He calls himself like they have a unit. What? Yeah. Yes, we have a unit commander. And then you, are you f- like? F- Flight, fly squad boys, leader. or do you are you Army, make, Navy, Air Force? Army. Do you have Army. to make noises before you do it? Like no, they're, real, they're real guns. Pew, pew. They're not real guns. They're real guns. They shoot blanks. And then know? who do you fight? Do you find people to dress up as Nazis? Germans. <gasps> Germans. Nazis. Well, they're Nazis. No, That's what they the were difference? in World War II. No. So you uh, shot civilians? <laughs> no. Damn. They're, they're guys that do German unit, but they're not Nazis. Why? It doesn't make sense. In he World War II... Because Nazis a political party. You're right, but in so World like, War II, they they go after like they portray units that have what's called like a clean service or clean combat record, no war crimes, no party affiliation, just German army. And there were people in World War II who didn't participate in the German war. They just sat in a field somewhere <laughs> and didn't fight the British or the Russians or the Poles or the French or. So they I don't were think not you're listening to what I'm saying. No. <laughs> But you're a World Parts War II. Not all of the German army were considered themselves Nazis. Oh. During World War II. Correct. I'm confused. This is news to me, Tim. It is news to me. I it's think a, you guys are just doing that to make yourself feel good. They don't I don't, wanna, do, I don't yeah. do the Germans. You don't do the Germans? <laughs> They're the bad guys. Don't be gross, Tim. <laughs> this whole segment's coming out, Larry. This is, this is glorified LARPing. You, but anyways. It's not even glorified. It's okay if you're not dressed like a wizard or... Someone I think it's fascinating because I love the World War II genre. I think it's really neat. I don't think I would take it to that extent where I would want to dress up and pretend I was fighting the Nazis. But hey, whatever, you know, to each their How own. How do you pretend? Do you ever have to pretend you die? Yeah. How do you? Do you you like, let a Nazi kill you? Do you practice that? And like, in so front there's, of the there's, two, there's two ways of doing it. Like, so there's, there's a public battles, which is sort of uh. like dog and pony show like you'd be out in an open field like the way they never would have fought in world war ii no. um just so everyone can like see the guns and the running and the machine now do you get a big crowd yeah so i went to an event in ohio last year that drew about forty thousand people whoa shut, shut yeah. up three thousand reenactors whoa do you get them yeah. going do you get out there and like get them pumped you and put raise your hands <laughs> well you put <laughs> a show go! on yeah saving private ryan all right i think what, this. i think what people want to hear is your death so i'm a nazi John, boom! Okay. I shot you, Tim. <laughs> now die. But it's not a <laughs> headshot; it's a stomach shot. It's a slow death. Oh my! So there are there are guys that uh, portray medics too. So if you don't now, want to die, no medic is around. You're dying on the field. Okay, let's hear it. <laughs> hear what? Here you die. No, but it's like a, it's a twenty to thirty second death. Let's no, this would be a silent death. I think. No, the no, no. there's yeah, no the such I'm thing. Of. Boom! I shot you in the stomach. Why are you holding your chest? Hand, hand actions don't count. This is a podcast. This is a podcast. Come on, Tim. That was a sil- that was a silent. Oh, uh, I'm sorry, everybody. Mm-hmm. Tim's not having fun with us today. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. This that could have been your chance. Can you choose to not die? Yeah, but like if someone points the gun at you and it goes off, you got to take the hit. I'd put the it's finger like honor system and be like. <clears throat> But is it, is it already set? Like, do you know you're dying no. in this battle? No. The ref calls oh. it in the ring. No. The ref gives cues. So you have to dodge bullets then. Do you, like, duck and roll? Do you, like... Yeah. By the way, it's, like, exhausting, too. It's, like, harder than any sport I've ever played. When you're running around, like... In, oh, my goodness. I swear to God. Yeah. Because it's, like... I mean, it's, like, it's uh, stimulated combat. So, like, the ones that aren't the public ones, the ones that are private tacticals, you're out, like, in the woods, like, ducking behind trees, up and down, constantly sprinting. It's like, there's no, like... How often do you pretend shoot someone and you're like, I got you! And he's like, no, miss me. Mm-hmm. I've heard stories of that happening. I, and then they get into an argument, like, you're dead. And yeah. you're like, no, I'm not. <laughs> yeah. I'm alive. Yeah. It happens. Has it happened to you? 
hasn't happened to are me. Are you no. an honorable I, player? I take my hits. How yeah. do you die more often or you survive? I I die. You die? I mean, you like any given event you might you might die five or six times. What? Oh no. So like you have to let you have to lay down, and let the whole thing pass you by, or get up and like walk to the end. Who brings oh, you back ten to minutes life? before you can The walk of shame. Is yeah, that exactly. the, oh, you take no. your helmet off, that means you're out of the, the Oh. Then then has someone ever shot you after you took your helmet off and do you get upset at them? Oh. Uh no. The only people times people get upset if they if you shoot from too close. So yeah. like, but they're like pretend I, like it's it's air, it's, right? It's pretend. But no, this, it's still a muzzle blast and gunpowder. Still a charge. So like, okay. if I did it right next to you, like you could easily get hurt. It would yeah. be like a sneeze on me. No, it would be like like a hard sneeze. <laughs> like, like a very hard, hot sneeze. Fart. Yeah. <laughs> really? This is fast. You're making it. I might join. I think we you should. I it? think we should do this it. We might have to get a custom uniform made to fit you. But Why? I'll be the so Nazi. <gasps> Just kidding. John Scott. Well, someone has to be the bad guy. Imagine if I were used to it. Yeah. Now, I just wouldn't let it lose. Is like, the overall, like, the Nazis lose every time, right? No. What? Damn. What? So, like, so we, we did a public event last year. In Germany, um, what? Public battle. <laughs> just, it's just a battle. It's not like we're saying they won World War II. How so disappointed like, were the crowd <laughs> Yeah. This history sucks, man. So, and like I said, there's no party affiliation. Like, you're not allowed to, you, the German guys don't wear swastikas or, like, do any, like, Nazi wow, stuff. Wow, that's, yeah. It's just, like, straight German military. During World War II, which was widely known as the Nazi party military. But yeah, but they're not they're not interchangeable. The Nazi party and the German army. You're right. I understand it's a political party, but if I think of an army during World War II marching in Germany, I would think of the Nazis. Well, it's a fine line. That's why a lot of it's, people don't do the Germans. Yeah, it is. I would never do a German. <laughs> Ever. Yeah. That sounds fun, Tim. Very interesting. Thanks for asking, John. I know. I think we should try to revive this. I really think we should. So let's plan something. Spend five minutes every episode just talking through. No, 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 no. Like actually try to get a unit here we in Traverse City. Unit. Yeah. To try to. That would I am be recruiting really fun. for those of you who you are, are in Traverse City. Yeah. And then just from the sounds of it, it's great exercise. It, it is like great it. exercise. Yeah. Good cardio. And I'm training for my Amer- uh, Ironman. Yeah, I wanted together. to bring that up. I wanted to talk about that. I wanted. How's that going? Uh, not good. Not good, John. Wh- how, when is, is it August? It's the end of August. August 28th. I think in that so area. Okay. It's the I last you're Sunday of daily. August. It's April now. I'm training like John Daly. Oh, <laughs> um, I haven't done anything since I retired. Really, I, not true. I saw you like in October riding your bike in the neighborhood. Oh, I was riding with my kids. Yeah, yeah. That's not exercising. Oh, I saw you riding back as you took your you took your van to get worked on. That's right. At the body shop, and then you rode. I your, rode my bike. You back. rode your bike back. So I had to get some work done, and yeah, I, I threw my bike in the back, and I rode the bike back. I told my kids to watch out for this homeless man riding through the neighborhood. It was me. <laughs> I know, but no. Um, the, the training, I, I need to ramp it up. Uh, I haven't really started running or swimming or biking yet. Mm. So, and those are the three main parts of an Ironman. Really. So you're what four, four or five months out now? What's four your months out. I need to really um, build the base. I think I will start running hopefully this this month. You're gonna carb up. The carbo load starts um, the week of. I'm gonna hold off on the carbs. I've already started that. You, you've been you're ready. I'm ready for you've that part. St- yeah, you've got the carb load down. Yeah, it's just the uh, exercise that. Larry and I did keto part. for two weeks. What's keto? Okay, no carbs. Longer, Larry did it longer <laughs> than that. Is that where you do no carbs? Right. Yeah. Yeah, and some tell. other things. I can tell you, you can guys. tell, right? Yeah. You can tell. Yeah. No, but I, I think I'll start swimming once it gets a little warmer. And then the bike I'm not worried about. It's the run and the swim. That'll be tricky. So who knows? I'm not looking forward to and it. And you're swimming in Grand Traverse Bay. I am. Open and water. It's going to be like crazy that day. I just know it. Have you checked the forecast four months out? I just looked at it. Yeah. Before I don't we know. started. Um, it'll be fine. I've actually thought about. Um, can you take a boat? No, but I, I will buy a wetsuit, and I will sew in um, a styrofoam piece on my back. Yeah, because or glue it in because I don't want to sew onto a wetsuit, and then I'll have a little extra flotation. Yeah, to and keep if anybody says anything, you just say it's a growth and don't mind their business. No, I'll just say I'm not trying to like qualify for the Boston Ironman or the Hawaii Ironman or whatever the big one is. So it's not cheating; mm-hmm. it's just being practical. I'm not a very good swimmer. 
So that's what I'm going to... It might be cheating. I don't Will know. Will they blow a whistle? How long is the actual swim? Mile and a half. That's a long swim. Yeah. A long swim. Or 1.3. Yeah. It's a long swim. I know. I'm not, I'm not, that, I'm not looking forward to the swim. I'm not a great swimmer. Anyways, let's, you know, let's get... We came yeah, in here to hockey. talk about hockey, and now we're talking about reenactments... Yeah. And Iron Man's and Tim's definition of what and what is not a Nazi. Larry's not using a minute of this. We're using all of it. <laughs> no, it's very fascinating. If you what's your uh, Instagram, Tim? I don't have an Instagram. What's your social media? What's your phone media. number? <laughs> so people can reach out to you. I have you. your phone number, John. I it's can read that out. It's Tim at webcanopystudio.com. That's right. That'll if you it. would like to contact Tim about his interaction with nazis or his affiliation with the nazi party just dm john john on instagram yeah and john can tell me or just try to middleman just enlighten him on what is and it is not a nazi because i i'm still stuck on that Mm. and or just yeah send me a note and tell me yeah there were soldiers who were not part of the hitler regime and i'll just i read a few books on this subject and i I don't think that was that's not even an opinion that's a fact What's a fact? What you just said. There are soldiers that didn't have anything to do with the Nazi party. Whole units of them. What did they do during the war, though? They just put their guns down and sat there? No, they still fought, but they fought for like their country, not for the party. Well, tomato, tomato, you're still killing people for the Nazi party. <laughs> All of a sudden, I'm in a position of defending the German army. You are. War too. But I think, oh, I if I really didn't want to fight for the Nazi party, I wouldn't fight. I wouldn't just be like... I'm not a Nazi, but I'm still going to kill for you. You know what I mean? Do you have to say it like that? That's how that's... I was that's actually just speaking German. Did you yeah. not? You guys don't speak German? Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, me and Tim will talk about this later because I uh, I don't agree with that. Anyways, so another big story. Coach Q. How did we get from Coach Q? Did you toot? John, yuck. Coach Q got hired by Florida. Back with Dale Talon. They're getting the group back together. I think that's an interesting pick. Florida has some talent. They have a bright future. They do. I think they have the pieces in place. Barkov is one of the most underrated players I in the league. I think he's finally realizing this year how good he is. He's got like 94 points or something. Yeah. Do they have they have Huberto, they have um, Ekblad. Their goalie situation is a little fuzzy with Luongo. It sounds like you're making up these names. I don't know who these people are. <laughs> they, should get, they should go for uh, for Brodsky and Panarin. That would be Over actually. Summer. Yeah. That actually. And pe- instant, instant cup contender. Players want to play in Florida, A, because of the climate, and B, because there's no tax. Right. But who, who also wouldn't want to play for Coach Q, too? Like, that's a market people are going to be drawn yeah, to. Yeah, he's now. such a good co- like players coach. He, he, I know it's weird to say. It's kind of a cliche thing to say, but he gets it. Like, he knows how to manage players. He knows how to talk to players. He's very upfront. He doesn't overwork the players in practices. He knows when to, you know, put the foot down and hammer into players and, like, really lay into players. But he also knows when to, you know, give them a hug or say good job or, like, really let let him just have a couple of days off, honestly. There's a, there's a fine balance there, and he gets it. Is there a lot of hugging that goes on? No, like, but if if he was good for me, if I don't play, he'll come up and he'll, like, Talk to me for 10 minutes, whereas some coaches would just be like, they'd write your name on the board, you're not playing. And it's like, okay, like that's it's mean, you know? I don't like that. But he would like take the time to sit down or he'd say, you know what? I don't think we're going to need you for the next three games, but stay ready. We're going to need you for this game, this game, this game. Things change, but, you know, this is where we stand right now. And that's for a player in my position or was in my position, that's like, you know, it goes a long way for a coach to say that. So I think he'll do well there. I, I hope they succeed. Florida, you know, when they're going, that market's going, it's good for the NHL. So, And I love Coach Q. But who knows? <laughs> Another big story. And I was thinking about it. The, the lottery draft was this week. It was yesterday. Last night, yeah. Last night. And I was just kind of, at first I was like, oh, whatever, lottery draft. But then when you sit down and think about the ramifications that this has for a franchise – it's huge. And if I'm a GM and you're sitting there, and so what the lottery draft is, for those of you who don't know, the teams get ranked based on where they finished, and then they get ping pong balls put in a hopper, like a little bingo hopper. And so if you finish last, you get 15 ping pong balls. If you finish in the 15th spot, you get one put in. 
and then the balls go in there, and then you t- you pick one ball, and whoever gets that ping pong ball gets the first overall pick. So they did it last night. The best odds were for Colorado via Ottawa. They had the most ping pong balls in there, and New Jersey won. Second time in three years, they got Nico Hershiser two years ago. And I saw an interesting story. The team Taylor Hall has been on has won the lottery like five times or something, six times, something silly like that. And it makes me think like that one pick will change New Jersey's, their whole rebuild changes. They go from a team that's like, okay, well, like we're four or five years out. If you get a player, the the skill level of this Hughes, if he's as good as everyone says he's supposed to be, like that puts you in the contention category right away. Like you're getting a Connor McDavid, you're getting an Austin Matthews, you're getting a Patrick Kane, those type of caliber of players. Like there's only one or two of those guys in every draft. And it's crazy. Like you literally are watching those ping pong balls if you're a GM and you're just like, man, this could make my job so easy. This could make my team good next year instead of five years from now. Because there's countless number of eighth, seventh, sixth, fifth overall picks that are terrible. They don't even make the league. Very hard to find a number one overall pick that doesn't really make it. Yakupov is the only one that jumps out for me. He's the only one in the last decade. Probably. Step was um, Stepan one. The Stepan, not Derek. It was uh, Patrick Stepan. He got picked by Ottawa. I think he was another one. I don't know if he was number one overall, but he was another one who was kind of well, Daigle was the is the famous one. That's maybe who I'm thinking of. Alexander Dag. Alexander Daigle. Daigle. That's yeah. a very Boston way to pronounce his name. Is Dag. Alexander Degg. Come on, Tim. Take that, Tim. I'm just oh putting gosh. Tim in his place today. He's never coming back to work. No. He's been initiated, and now it's the gloves are off, Tim. In other it's, news, this will be my last podcast. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. You love it. But it's it's just so – it's just interesting. So I, I, I don't – like I'm glad the Devils won it, but not really. It would have been interesting to see like if Chicago would have gotten that pick. They jumped up a lot and got the third pick, which is great for them. They were projected to get 12th overall pick, I think. So to jump nine nine picks is huge for them. So anyways, that, I thought that was interesting. It's just, just always kind of neat to look at it from the GM's perspective. It just totally makes your job easier to get a franchise player like that when you're not expecting it. So very cool. Very, very cool. Now on to more pressing matters. Which is? Playoffs. Hot Mike. Straight. The first round matchups are set. This episode is going to drop tomorrow, but the playoff games are tonight. So we will be one day behind. Because of my Toronto trip, it it, kind of messed up the release of this. So I apologize. So DM me or tweet me if I mess up my picks because I don't know. I'm not uh, a mind reader or a soothsayer. I don't know what's going to happen. But, anyways, let's let's get into it, Tim. What do you think? Why don't, well, you, why don't you ask me? You don't know anything about hockey. I will be glad. To sh- the blue team, which has a, the Maple Leafs, will probably win against the Yellow Bee. False. False. Incorrect. Sorry, Tim. Incorrect. So, yeah, let's start in the East. We'll start with Toronto-Boston. Bruins-Leafs meeting in the playoffs. Is it the third time in three years? Something like that, yeah. Or third time in four years. I, I can't remember. They, they played... Their last three series now for Toronto because Bruins have beat them the last two times. This will be a third time for Toronto. They've lost game seven, two series in a row. And I think history will repeat itself. I think the Bruins will take them out in six or seven. And I think this one and the San Jose series, actually in the Winnipeg series, are the most enjoyable series to watch. There's just so much going on, so much bad blood, so much history and there's so many good players. We talked. We touched on it the last podcast. This is arguably two of the top five teams in the whole league playing in the first round, and it's going to be an unbelievable series. They're in the same division. They play each other a ton during the year. They have a history. They have that bad blood. So there's not going to be a feeling out. Period. These guys don't like each other. They really don't. The only factor this year that's changed from last year is JT. Number it's a pretty big factor, though. It's a very big factor. And I think a lot of Leafs fans, from what I've been hearing, that's where they're putting all their eggs in the JT basket. They said, oh, we got Taveras this year. Marner's Matthews, they have some experience from last year. We're ready. This is our year. I don't think it is. 
I think these teams are so evenly matched. I think you can go up and down the lineup. They have strong forwards. They're both coached very well. Their goalies are comparable. Their defense, Boston might have a little edge, but not by much. They're like one to four. Their lines are, they, they roll them consistently. They don't really have a weak fourth line or a strong first line that they have to rely on. I think what it comes down to at the end of the day is Boston just has that mental edge. I think it's the experience, too, that's going to shine through. Like Guys like Bergeron, Marchand, Chara, obviously, those guys know how to win a playoff series. And I think like the talent might be a wash or, or close to it, but that's what's going to pull them, put them over the top. Mm. I know. Coming from experience, it's just like when you go into a series and you know that team has beaten you, like the last few years, it's hard to get over that mental hump. It's like, ugh, I know – if I was a player on Toronto and it was a month left in the season, I'd be like, oh, I don't want to play Boston. I do not want to play Boston. I do not want to match up against the Bruins again. Like, you've done it before. You play them all the time during the season, and you know in your head it's like that team is better than us. Like, you know it. And I feel like that's the mindset the Leafs have right now. Who knows? Maybe I, I am wrong, and Babcock can get them over that hump, and they can kind of rally the troops and – Make a run, but I, I think it'll be an even series. But the Bruins will win out. That that's my prediction, and who knows? That one could go either way. I, I could see that one. There's only a few series that the the winner I think is locked in. The Tampa series, I think Tampa will run that one. Washington, I think Washington. And we'll get to that. But there's so many series where it's honestly like a coin flip. It could go either way. If you if you get a hot goalie who wins you a game, if you get a hot power play that you know just clicks at the right time. They could win you a series. Toronto, Boston could go either way, but I think Boston, they got the swagger. They're they're in the Leafs' kitchen, as we say in hockey, and they're making omelets. And Ooh. they like omelets. I like omelets. I know. What's your favorite omelet? I am a big fan of a goat cheese omelet. Ew. Oh, sorry, John. You know, uh, that's why we don't talk. John, goat uh-huh. cheese is delicious. Not Try an omelet, it. it's though. It's good. It's great. Does goat cheese melt when you heat it up? No. It gets a little creamy, but it doesn't, doesn't melt. It doesn't melt, though. Mm-mm. I know. I've had it on my pizza when I made pizzas, and it's okay on the pizzas, but mm-hmm. I can't see it in an omelet. Yep. I like a cheddar, mm. like a standard cheddar. Yeah. I'm just like... Anyways, Tim, which omelet, just real quick. Tim doesn't do omelets. God. Not an omelet guy. Why not? So boring. Uh, Tim! I just, I just don't like eggs that much, and I wish I did, because I know they're a good breakfast, but I just... I never have. Mm-hmm. I can make myself eat scrambled eggs if like if I'm on a good you diet. You make that yourself week, but... eat scrambled eggs. Yeah. What a sad life. Let me guess what you eat for breakfast. Oatmeal? No. No oatmeal. S- toast with a no piece, butter. Piece of lettuce. <laughs> uh, I usually do like a smoothie in the morning. A nice green smoothie. Oh my gosh. Why don't you have a bad one? You think this body happened by accident, John? I'm so like just <laughs> I'm really caught off guard by you right now. Tim played college hockey. He did not play college hockey. He played club hockey, which is not college <laughs> hockey. If he's getting more exercise from a reenactment of a World War II than he is from college hockey. John, why don't you come out in the battlefield with us and see how you stand? You know what I would do? I would pretend to shoot everybody and say the word's over. Yeah. I'd go, I killed everyone. No, I got you in the face. That's what Everyone's I'm dead. <laughs> and then I would win the war and the Nazis would lose. And then you'd make everybody follow you. I'm like, victory. I win. Uh, or I would just, does, does someone dress up as Hitler or no? No, come on. <laughs> was he not a part of World War II? I'm confused. Tim. No. He no. was not a part of all of my No, he said there's no Hitlers at the reenactment. Well, what about Japanese? There's, there's no not, Japanese? They were in World the War II. The Italians? They were, okay. This is getting out of hand. There would be like whatever units can come to that. It's like it's like you have like a Canadian Union. Yeah, there's some. There's some Russians, but like whatever units in that area can come to any given. Canadians single handedly took the Juno Beach during D Day. That was like the easiest beach. That was one of the hardest beaches <laughs> because there was such a steep incline. Yeah. They gave the Canadians the easy one. Oh my goodness. Tim at webcanopystudio.com <laughs> to all my Canadian friends. Send them hate mail, please. <laughs> I'll read the best hate mail on the next podcast. <laughs> All right. Anyways, another series that we can uh, we'll touch on. We'll do the East first. Tampa Blue Jackets. The Blue Jackets, I love their approach. 
I remember we talked about a few podcasts ago. The GM went for it. These days, it's funny. GMs, ever since the money ball with the athletics, GMs, they make the smart move. They're like, okay, let's analyze this. Let's just do the, the numbers, the statistics. GM GMs do that, and it's very annoying as a fan or as a player. It's like, come on, let's just do it. Let's go for it. And this guy in Columbus, I can't remember his name. He's a Finnish guy. He went for it. He went against the grain. He said, I'm going all in. Let's let's make a move. And he didn't trade his UFAs. He brought in more UFAs. He gave away like eight or nine draft picks, a couple first rounders, and he went for it. And his big reward is to play the Tampa Bay Lightning, the second best regular season record of all time, a team that dominated you in the regular season, and that's the team you play in the first round. And Tampa is going to walk right over the Columbus Blue Jackets. It's just not – It's. I wish it was a different outcome. I wish Columbus would have – I hope they have a run because then it would maybe change the mindset of all the GMs instead of, like, selling off players to go for it if we're on that bubble. To really go all in, I think Columbus gets beat in five – I think all the UFAs are gone. Maybe Dezingle will stick around because that's his hometown. He went to Ohio State. I think Torts is going to get fired. And I believe Columbus has a little rebuild after this series. It was a fun, fun story, but it's just, yeah, that's how I think. Tim, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I agree. I don't think it'll be a long series. I just, I mean, I do think it is a tough matchup for an eighth seed, though. For, for, for Tampa to say, okay, we got to play Columbus in the first round. That's not a team I don't think they, they can walk over necessarily. Um, but I don't think they have a chance of winning it the whole series for sure. I think they'll beat them handily. I think Bob Brovsky plays well in one game, and Columbus ekes out a game, and Columbus maybe game three or four. Tampa wins at five. That's what I think. They're just too strong. They're too strong for Columbus. They have too much firepower. It's uh, Yeah, it's not fair. All right, moving on. Washington, Carolina. I got caps in four. I, I just... I had the same job. Maybe it's personal. The Hurricanes are a boring team. They don't score very much. They haven't been in the playoffs for 10 years, and I hope it's another 10 years before they make the playoffs. So I think Washington, they got too much firepower. Over Ovi has 51 this year. They got seven guys with 20 goals or more. They just They have a deeper team this year than they did last year. No one's talking about Washington, which is scary. Everyone's talking about the Boston-Toronto series. Everyone's talking about how great Tampa played this year. 62 wins, great story. The Islanders, the year they had with trading Tavares. No one's talking about the defending Stanley Cup champions. No one is. They're going so under the radar and good for them. Like, they have no pressure on them, which is wild. It's so bizarre that the defending Stanley Cup champion, no one's even talking about. Larry, Larry was talking about him. Larry yesterday. gets it. So I think they win in four, and it's not even going to be close. Carolina's overmatched. They don't got the guns to m- match up with Caps. There's nothing you can say, right, Tim? You're not going to. Tim? I agree. Lock it in. John? No I'm in. Yeah. Let's move on. Last but not least, an interesting series the Islanders and the Penguins. The Islanders actually have home ice advantage. They have their most wins 48 since 1984, oddly enough. They haven't won a playoff series in a while. You got your stats. Damn. I know. I, I, I get jacked up for the playoffs. I get excited. I don't, I'm not a big regular season guy. Mm-hmm. I like the playoffs. The guys pick their games up. Every game means something. Every power play means something. They're in the air. It's not that exciting. You know, there's always the next game. I have the Islanders in a somewhat upset, which is strange because they're the higher-ranked seed, but I have them winning in seven. I know everybody's picking the Penguins. I think they have the best defense. Well, one of the best defenses in the league, the Islanders do. I think Trotz has them playing the way that you need to play in the playoffs. And I think the Pens, they're they're coming in. They didn't have the greatest year. Malkin had a tough year. I think their goalie situation is a little shaky. And they have the stars and experience. I don't know. I just think the Islanders win. That's my upset. I, I could see the Pens sweeping them in four. I have the Islanders in seven. What do you think, Tim? I do have the Penguins winning this one. Yeah. It, it kind of uh, reminds me of Boston-Toronto a little bit where you have, like, two kind of exciting teams, but 
Uh, I think the experience will will shine out. The guys like Malkin, Kessel, Crosby, obviously. Latang knows how to win. Um, if Murray can just do his job in the back of the net, then I think they beat the Islanders. But we'll see. We will see. They have to drop the puck, as they say, John. Mm. Right? They still got to play the game. Still got to play it, Tim. Still have to. And now we're moving on to the Western Conference. All right, we'll start with John. What do you think of the first series, John? Gosh. The it's, Flames it's gonna be great. and the Avalanche. It's going to be great. We're just going to have a real shootout. They will be a shootout. The Avs. A lot of skating. Avs, arguably the hottest team coming in. Them and the Blues, they've been on fire the last few months. And it's the thing that the Avs have going for them is teams fighting to make the playoffs are already in that playoff mode. So it's harder for a team like the the Flames. They've been locked up in the first seed for a few weeks now. They might not be in the same mental state as Colorado is. So they, the Flames might sneak that first game just because they've been clawing and scratching to make the playoffs for the last few months. And especially the last few weeks, it's been literally do or die for them. So I still think the Flames will win out. They have too much firepower. Johnny Hockey, Kachuk. Giordano, probably going to win the Norris. The only thing with them is their goalies. That's the only big question mark. They still came first in the West. They still have a decent goals against average, like they're ninth in the league in total goals against. They're second in goals for, so their offense is off the charts. Their defense is good. I think them and Tampa are the only two teams that are in the top 10 or both categories. So, like, it, it, which is weird to say they have goalie issues when they're that good at defense. You know what I mean? So who knows? I think the Flames will win in six during the playoffs. The, the Avs really have that top line. McKinnon, Ranton, and Landeskog, they carry them throughout the whole season. They're, they're what makes the ship go. But during the regular season, top lines, you can't really strategize for them. In the playoffs, the Flames are already matching up. They know what they're going to do. They're They're – putting their best defensive line versus that line, and they're going to shut them down. The matchups in the playoffs are so much more like thought about. Coaches know how to shut teams down. If, and all, if all you have to do is focus on three players, that's easy. Like That's that's not a problem. They're going to put their best checking line versus them or just match up the draw line, just do puck possession. And I, I can't see – I think Colorado will sneak out a couple games just because their goalie, Grubauer, has been on fuego lately. He's been one of the best goalies down the stretch. He's 8-1-2 and two in his last 11, and he is playing really, really, really well. So, Flames in six. Tim, what do you think? Uh, I agree with that. I you think. don't agree no, with I it? Do, I do agree with that. Because, um, like you said, if they can – you know, Colorado's so heavy on that one line – so if they can take it out that line, then, you know, uh, Calgary's going to say, if you want to beat us, you've got to beat us with your secondary scoring. And I don't know that they have that to carry them through a playoff series. They don't even, yeah, they don't have anybody else besides that first line. Nobody. Like, it's who's, who are you? Well, they have Soderberg, Carl Soderberg. Is that his name? Yeah. Ex-Bruin. He's not a scorer. I guess he scored 20 goals for the first time this year, though. Yeah, so he does score he a little score. bit. But, yeah, not like the Flames, who has, like, Monaghan, Lindholm, Kachuk, Gaudreau. You got some serious, serious guys who put up some points. My hardest series to pick, San Jose Vegas. Actually, my and then Winnipeg St. Louis was a hard one too. But San Jose Vegas. What do you do? What do you do? Like they played last year. Vegas obviously won. I think San Jose will exercise the demons this year and they will come out on top. I believe San Jose has too much firepower. And what I think it's going to come down to in this series is San Jose's power play. I think they'll put one or two power play goals in a game, and they will win based on that. I, I don't think Jones has to play all that well. He hasn't played all that well all series, or all season, excuse me. I don't even, His save percentage is under nine for a starting goalie who's making the playoffs. That's terrible. Like, that's so bad. Mm-mm. The reason they made the playoffs is because their offense is unreal. So they've been sputtering coming into the play coming into the playoffs, but I think San Jose takes this series. I think Jumbo, I think Pavs, they'll uh, put the team on their back. The, the power play is unstoppable, especially when you have Carlson and Burns. 
quarterback in your power play? That's scary. That's insane. It's scary. Arguably the two best offensive defensemen on the planet, and you can throw them out there, and you have Joe Pavelski who can tip anything from anywhere, backhand, forehand. His hand-eye is unmatched. Then you have Jumbo who just throws pillow saucers to anybody on his backhand or forehand, and you put, like, Couture backdoor, who is an underrated goal scorer, and then your second unit, you have Thomas Hurdle, who is Evander Kane. Evander Kane, like they have, they have some good, good forwards and defensemen. San Jose in seven. That's what I got. Tim, John, me too. Yeah, I like the Sharks, and I'd like to see them win. I think the X factor though is Flurry. If he gets hot, he yeah. can steal a series or two, because um, we've seen that before. We saw it last year. Yeah, I agree. He's he's hurt coming into the playoffs. He's I think what do you play one game? Two games know. before, because uh, he was out for a while with his leg injury. But, yeah, if he gets hot, he's hard to beat. And that's what happened to them last year. He got just so hot, and they, they beat San Jose. But not this year. I think the Sharks got him. Jones will play better, hopefully. If not, the Sharks are going to be out fast. But, no, Sharks are in. I got it. Next series, Nashville, Dallas. Kind of one of those series that I won't watch any of the games, really. <laughs> And just being honest, there's so many just don't care. other series that are more interesting. I think everybody in the whole country, unless you know somebody on the team, won't really watch that series. It's just defense versus defense. Dallas has one of the best defenses in the league. So does Nashville. I think Ben Bishop will steal this series. I think he's an unbelievable goalie. He's healthy now. He had, what do you have, nine shutouts this year? Something like that. Eight or nine shutouts. I think he carries them to this series. I think the Stars will win. This was my other upset on the West. I got the Stars in six. Sorry, Nashville fans. They were an early season favorite to win the Cup. It just hasn't it hasn't happened for them this year. I don't I don't know what happened in Nashville. They just really haven't taken that step that you need to make the make the Cup Finals. What do you think, Tim? I'm going to disagree with you there because oh. John's rolling his eyes. Uh, I just Nashville is one of those teams again that knows how to win a playoff series. Renee. Has so much such good playoff experience already. He's got a great track record. The defense is solid, as you say. And I think about maybe it's a personal thing, but I don't see guys like Sagan and Ben carrying their team through a playoff series. Like I don't. I mean, they're talented, yeah, but I don't think they have what it takes to in this you know in the postseason to take that to the next level. I don't think they carry them. I don't think it's them who carries them. I think it's their defense and their goalie. Yeah. I don't think they need to score many goals. I think if Dallas scores two or three goals a game, they win this series. That's all they need to do. I think it's a luxury that you have those guys and they had a down year. I think that's that's a bonus. They they don't have a good offense. They don't score a lot of goals. Nashville is not a very high offense, high octane goal scoring team. They're okay. They have some talent. Johansson and Philippe Forsberg and PK Subban. Like they have some good good players. I don't think it's enough. I think Dallas wins. I could see Nashville winning, but I won't see them winning because I'm not going to watch any of these games. <laughs> so anyway, Dallas in the last one, arguably. Arguably the hardest one to predict. Winnipeg, St. Louis. Winnipeg is still my pick to win the cup. I picked them at the beginning of the year. They have sputtered, to say the least, down the stretch. I don't know if they got complacent, if the beautiful Winnipeg weather is getting to them or what, but they are struggling. I think they'll get their act together. I think experience wins out like they always say but st louis has been on fire since they put that kid net on fire they're 30 10 and 5 since january tim 30 10 and 5 that's pretty good it's crazy pretty good that's an unbelievable they went from last in the whole nhl last in the whole nhl to fifth in the west in like three months that's unheard of they've been on fire it's an even series again. I think home ice makes a huge difference for this. Winnipeg, when that place is rocking, they're doing the whiteout again this year. It's tough to win. It's tough to win in Winnipeg. I think every every game the home team wins in this series, and I think Winnipeg because they have home ice, they win. Easy peasy lemon squeezy, as my daughter would say. That's right. So that's it. Predictions. Predictions. Can be flame stars in round two. Jet sharks. It's actually going to be interesting in the East if my predictions went out. Tampa, Boston, and then Washington Islanders. Trots and the Capitals. That'll be interesting. And we'll save all those predictions for another podcast. Yeah, I know this one got a little long. Hopefully I get everything right. Thank you for listening, you guys. John, what did you think about the hockey talk? 
It sounds great, and I'm excited to watch it. I think it's good that we talk about hockey because then it, John just doesn't talk as much. It's nice. <laughs> it's good. And then you get to hear about Tim and his favoritism for the Nazis. Yeah. Are there any Nazis playing in this first series? Tim? Yes. Are you personally close with any Nazi sympathizers in the NHL? Do you guys have a group chat or <laughs> – Tim's face. He's getting so red. <laughs> The answer to those questions is no. It's private. That's private. <laughs> Let's take this offline, John. Me and my unit. Right. We're the only ones who know that. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Dropping the gloves with John Scott. Peace. Bye.